Hello everyone, you are listening to You've Got Five Options show with Marta and Anna. Join us while we are solving yet another life challenge. And if you decide to share your problem with us, yours can be next. Hello everyone, this is Marta. And this is Anna. And this is You've Got Five Options show. Yes, and I just realized that we have to change our jingle because now we are not only solving people's life challenges, but also have guests on the radio. However, our today's guest might be able to solve some of the life challenges for more people. I I think, I hope. Our lovely guest today is... It's Kathy. Yes, it's Kathy. Hi, and, girls. <laughs> and we are very excited to have Kathy here in the studio. And today we will be talking about something I think super important, especially in the countries where the culture is rather closed and when there are some international people. It will be all about networking. Yes. Yes. So how excited are you guys? Very excited. On a scale from one to ten, it's nine. Why oh. it's not ten? <laughs> Because I would jump out from here, so I have to have a little bit of a, you know... To contain uh, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I would love to start with actually presenting our uh, lovely guest. So, Kati, could you please tell us just a little bit about yourself? Like three things that would really put you out there. Yes. Um, basically, I'm, uh, I consider myself a networker because okay. I uh, organize uh, networking events. Well, actually, just one event, uh, but this has been going on since February this year. Uh, it's called LinkedIn Local, where I say I invite people from LinkedIn when you have a, a LinkedIn profile. And then I say, let's go from online to offline. And so I, I create this event to invite people and uh, to gather people and get to know each other and to have a you know better network and also to have a community. And another thing about me, maybe I should say that I used to live in China. Okay. And uh, I was there eight years. And uh, it was the same also in China, need to find people who speak English and find network. So I think those are some things about me. And for now, I'm pretty active with uh, organizing Link in Local. And we have another event coming soon next month. So it was eight years in China. Yes, very interesting when I tell people this. And they were like, really? Eight years? How did you survive? Yeah, mm. uh, so can I ask you, how did you survive? Uh, well, I tried to learn the language so I could speak this is what I call survival Chinese. <laughs> so I could talk to taxi drivers and people when I buy stuff, then I could at least um, ask them to give me a discount or stuff. But yeah, I learned the language. I s write a little bit of Chinese and I could read a little bit. And how I survived basically was because I had people around me. My first month in China, I went and um, searched for people who could help me get around. Uh, it was in Tianjin, China, just beside Beijing. And uh, that's why I survived, because I had people around me. Okay. So what brought you from such a big country like China to such a small country like Denmark? <laughs> that's very interesting, because where I live in China, there were 15 million people in that city. It's called Tianjin. It's just mm -hmm. beside Beijing, as I told you. And 15 million people. And then I arrived in Denmark, and there were like 5 million. <laughs> in <laughs> so, total, yeah. Yeah, but what brought me here is uh, basically this man I met in, in Tianjin, and he's Danish. So uh, a Viking coming to... <laughs> Oh my God, China. <laughs> and then, um, well, I visited him here 
Uh, it was like three months of visiting him. But before my visa expired, like just a few weeks before my visa expired, he uh, proposed. So I was, uh, I'm stuck here in Denmark <laughs> because okay. of that. Okay, but you know, I actually have to tell you ladies, there is something really interesting because I hear this story quite often that uh, someone meets a Dane, it, be it a woman or a man and then comes here to live in this country. Mm -hmm. But the funny thing is that you meet those Danes outside of Denmark. And <laughs> I don't know what they are doing. Do they have like a secret network? They are spreading strategically, you know, all over the world. Mm -hmm. Because I know a story about a guy who met his Argentinian wife on the vacation in Tenerife. You know, I yeah. heard couple of stories where actually Danes that were either on vacation or on a business trip mm. met their future husbands and wife and brought them here. So it's actually quite remarkable to meet a Dane in China, you know? Yeah, there are not that many. I mean, there are so many Chinese and so few Danes. Yes. So yeah. <laughs> the so, chances are not high. Yeah, that's why he said that he met me. I'm one in a million. Yeah, because there were 15 million people in there. <laughs> Yeah, but that's that's uh, really interesting. And I actually think that a lot of people here who are coming here from other countries are coming for love, pretty mm. much. So they fell in love and, and then they follow uh, their partner. I think that's one of those most common reasons yes. why people mm. are moving here, right? Although, for instance, my story is different because I was just studying here and I mm. stayed yeah. because no one else wanted me. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, but it was convenient because I finished the, the university here. So, mm. of course, naturally, then you find the job yeah. and so on, so yeah. on. But I could imagine that in this case, you have appreciated the power of network quite early in your life if you were abroad because you know yeah. uh, we actually talked about it before we went live now well actually we are recording now that uh, some people are not that motivated to to build networks wherever yes. they are they yeah. are just like living at the place with not making much of an effort yeah so so tell me why do you um, have this urge or, or desire mm. to create networks around you? Maybe it started when um, childhood or I think I grew up in the Philippines where there are also like lots of people around me and then you begin to appreciate this family or friends and around you and uh, well What happened was that in the Philippines I was always surrounded with people but then coming to China yes there were so many people but These are people who doesn't speak the same language as me, people who are strangers. And then uh, looking back, it's like, okay, in the Philippines, it was like this. It was very happy. So if you don't find it, then you create it. And that's basically what I did in China. And also here in Aarhus, I always say, if you can't find it, then you create it. Then uh, that's what I did with Lincoln Local. Like, okay, I don't find anyone who, um, no one's around me. Then I, I create the event and then people come. And so basically that's it. Maybe uh, for some people, it requires a lot of effort to come out and meet network. Yeah, it might be difficult because I think also with my personality, I'm very open and I smile to people and then they just talk to me. But there are other people who are not and they don't feel comfortable talking to others. So it depends on personality and it's uncomfortable for some people. But if you go out there and meet people, you would find that actually there are so many nice and kind and people who are willing to help you with whatever you need. I, I would have to say that, yeah, you are like a fire starter, you know, because may, maybe there are some people who have this need of networking, but not everyone would take this challenge upon, you know, I want to create a network here yeah. where I am. 
because I, I don't know, I don't have a time or no one will come or mm. I'm shy or mm. I have other things to do. Mm. So I have to say I have uh, quite some admiration for you, my dear. Thank really. you. Well, you know, the first few weeks, well, actually a few weeks before the first event for LinkedIn Local, I also had that self-doubt. You say like, am I really doing this? What if I'm the only one? Or, and I was uh, doing it with Katrina Court. Um, yes. I think she was guest here. For, yes, she was. Yes. And um, I, I think it's her confidence going out and say, we can do this. And so it's also important to have someone like a partner to do it with you because I actually had like, am I really going to do this? And can I really do it? And, you know, I just came from uh, Noyuland because I moved to Aarhus uh, that time. I said, like, can I really do this? So I had this self-doubt, and uh, but just go out there and do it, and then you'll be surprised with the result. Right. Yeah, I actually, I could imagine uh, if I would be organizing something like this, one of those things that would be coming back to me, will there be anyone who will actually show up? <laughs> exactly. Or will I be just there standing alone and, you know, maybe two accidental people? But in the end of the day, it paid off big time because you have created a beautiful community. But before we will get into this idea of LinkedIn local, because I think maybe some of our listeners don't even fully understand what it is. Before you tried LinkedIn local, did you try any other ways of networking here in Denmark? In Denmark, well, my, my story was that I... Um, my first year in Denmark was in Neuland. This is in Oz. It's an it's a forty five minutes from Olbo, and it was in the middle of nowhere. And I know that I tried to reach out to people, I smile to people, but they look at me like I'm the weirdest person they've ever met. And then I told some people there who were foreigners. I told them let's start something, and they were like, uh, no one would come. It's very discouraging. But then when we move here in Aarhus, and you could see even on Facebook that. People are doing something, there are activities, and there is a venue, free venue for you to come and, and create something. Then I was like, okay, maybe I should start doing it. So um, I think for me, here in Aarhus, being surrounded by people who do things helps a lot in being able to say, okay, if they're doing it, I'm also going to do it. Yeah, so so it was also a combination of a of a place where you were. Yeah. Because I think it's definitely more difficult to organize something like this when when you are in a small town. Aarhus is Marta Aarhus is a place where things are happening, right? You are living here, my dear. So Aarhus is called the largest small city in the no or the smallest large city. I don't remember how it's called, <laughs> but the deal is that when we talk world, Aarhus is a town. It's a small town, yeah? It's 200,000 people. Yeah, I agree. But actually, for being so small, with so few people, actually the cultural offer that is here is pretty amazing. Mm. So that's why this largest small city or smallest large city, I don't remember which one. But it's a pretty amazing place for such a small in population. Yeah, yes. and for everyone who is listening to us and is from outside of Denmark, I would also like to sell a secret, which is not a secret. You can Google that. Aarhus actually was a European capital of the yeah. year of 2017, that's right? That's right. So they, they won uh, that quite prestigious, I don't know if it was an award, but then for entire year, we had a lot of cultural things happening here and people from entire Europe were coming. So actually, people visit Aarhus. Yeah. yeah. It's a pretty amazing place for sure it is it is i could personally say that Aarhus is my kind of city where in the philippines and in china i've lived in the second biggest city so in the philippines it was cebu and in china it was tianjin just beside beijing and Aarhus is like, like my kind of city i like that it's small enough to meet people not large enough to have you know with with so many people like copenhagen is well 
this is just for me, maybe. Copenhagen has a lot of people that for me, it's um, too congested. Um, but Aarhus is just personally my kind of city. That's why I'm here and so happy to be here. Yeah, but you know how it is with capital cities. I don't know how it is uh, in Philippines, but for instance, you know, from my experience, you always see the country and the capital city. And the capital cities usually have an opinion of being a bit more snobbish or people are a little bit more, you know, maybe uh, having some appearances or stuff. And I also heard opinions like this here about Copenhagen from people that are not from Copenhagen, of course. But I think this is pretty normal because every single country points fingers at the capital. So I think Aarhus, please correct me if I'm wrong, is the second biggest city in Denmark. Yes. So I I think that that's uh, that's a perfect choice for activities like this. But then I would like to ask you then if you could tell us in a very simple words for people that never heard about it, what actually is LinkedIn Local? Yeah, well, LinkedIn Local is uh, is a movement that started of course, on LinkedIn. And there was this lady from Australia. Her name is Anna McAfee. And uh, at that time in Australia, she had she is active on LinkedIn and she knows a lot of people on LinkedIn. But then she asked a question in there on LinkedIn saying, like, do you actually meet, personally meet these people that you know online? You have a lot of connections, but do you meet them? And then someone answered, well, actually some people answered and say, let's meet up then. And then after the activity or after their meet she wrote about her experience on linkedin and then made a hashtag this is the power of hashtag she made a hashtag called the linkedin local and all of a sudden it became viral and people started creating linkedin locals in their area so there was linkedin local new york there was linkedin local beijing there was linkedin local in india they have so many and then for me I was like, okay, is there a LinkedIn local? I asked this on LinkedIn. Is there a LinkedIn local Aarhus? And then some people said, maybe you should start it. And then I met up with Katrina, who also asked in that uh, post about LinkedIn local Aarhus. And we met up and said, let's do this. And then we started doing LinkedIn local Aarhus. It was a very simple story, but I think the act of starting it is not easy. But, you know, to have someone say, okay, I'll do this with you. Then it started uh, the the movement started with that simple idea and simple act of being just doing it. <laughs> Pretty amazing. I have to say, well, first of all, people, go and make yourself account on LinkedIn. That's number one. Yes. Uh, second of all, please use hashtags. And third of all, wow, because, you know, actually people can talk. Yeah, it would be nice to have something like this. It would be nice to organize something like this. But you actually took it and you did something real. And that is truly amazing. So before we will get into your five wonderful tips about how to be a better networker while using LinkedIn Local, please tell us what is the situation right now? How many many meetings did you have and Mm. like what kind of people are coming? How did it all look like right now? Yes, um, we are on our way to our fourth event for 2017. um, We do it once every three months. And, you know, especially that we have started out and testing the waters, you should say. But we are on our fourth event, uh, November 7th. It's going to be our fourth one. And it's um, in uh, Restaurant Lima in Aarhus Center. It's a Peruvian restaurant. restaurant. And um, last event, there were 65 people who came and uh, joined us and participated. And there were around five Danes. Yeah, five Danes came. But basically... What happens in the event 
is that uh, people meet up, get to know each other, and uh, the satisfaction of seeing people and uh, seeing them interact with others. And then you would see the result also after because there were so many people who would write to me and say thank you to me and said that they found something out of it. Other people found their, um, because they started to talk to others in the event then they get contacts who would lead them to something else. Like this lady, Laini, she got her internship because of the event. She met someone in there and then offered her an internship. And th there was another lady who, she was a mother of two, and uh, she lived in Aarhus for eight years, and she didn't know that there were activities like this or meetups like this. And she was really, really satisfied with the result that she's like okay there are actually other foreigners in here i was like yes there are a lot of foreigners internationals here in Aarhus, but um, she's never heard of them and uh, that event made a difference to her because she was able to reach out to others and meet mothers who are also in need of networks so this simple stories by people who joined the event i think that's one of the satisfying things and the reason why i continue doing the event is because of seeing results like this and the event making a difference for others for those that joined us yeah i would have uh, one more question because you mentioned that because i would assume linkedin local is something where local people meaning local mm. people from the area that have linkedin go to and meet why do you think that you had only five days because it's it's not linkedin yeah. international local it's linkedin local so i guess i would assume in australia most of people who come are from australia so what what do you think is the difference here I think maybe because I posted, like, for example, on LinkedIn, on Eventbrite, and on Facebook, I posted them on English. So, you know, sometimes Danish would be like, oh, it's in English, so it's for internationals. But I think culturally, Danes are pretty satisfied with their networks. You find Danes who know each other since they were in high school or they know each other since their, their childhood, and they don't really have this need to reach out to others because they have their own circle and they just continue nurturing their own circle. But whereas with us internationals, we come to Denmark and then we need to reach out to others. So then we begin to look and have the need to find others. And that's um, the difference, I think, with the Danes situation compared to the internationals. And, um, you know, it's always like for me, I find Danes very private. They have their own um, circle that um, I'm married to a Dane, by the way. Well, as I mentioned, yes, yes. I'm married to a Dane. And also I find that they're very private, that they have to trust you first. The trust is very important to them. And you have to gain that first before you enter their, their circle. So I think that's uh, personally, that's how I see it. But uh, now I would like to give a message, send a message to all the Danes that are listening to us. Please come for the next LinkedIn Local. This is not an international event. It's an event for everyone That's who's right. interested in the power of LinkedIn. And yes, there, were, there are people who speak English there and the event is in English. But most of Danes that I know speak perfect English. And this is also a great way to to just not only mingle with internationals, but to meet your own local LinkedIn community. Yes. Okay. To meet your tribe. To so meet your tribe. <laughs> exactly. So, Katie, can you please tell us? 
Kati, Jesus, I have to learn how to pronounce your name correctly. Oh, you could say Katie. It sounds uh, nice also, but uh, yeah, it's Kathy. Um, yes, it's it. Kathy, and I will stick to that. Please uh, first tell us what are your five tips, and then we will dig into them deeper. So what would be the headlines of your five tips to become a better networker using LinkedIn Local? Yeah, the first one uh, is to identify your purpose. Why do you come to this event? And the second is to know your value. You know, coming to an event and you don't know anyone. And when you introduce yourself, you have to know what do I have to makes me interesting to this person. Third one is be you. That means don't be afraid or intimidated by others. They're humans. They're okay. And the fourth one is to give. This means to be a source and to, to give more than you receive. And the fifth one, the last one is to build the relationship. That means you have to follow up after the event. Okay, that sounds great. And I think in this episode, because guys, there will be two parts, we will definitely manage to go through the first tip, yes. find your purpose. So Katie, can you please explain us what do you mean by this? Yeah, um, you have to find your purpose or identify your purpose. Why are you attending this specific networking event is it because you want to gain um, professional development or do you want to find more opportunities or for my part organizing the event is because i want to meet my tribe or meet my community or meet other people so i think it's very important to come to an event with a purpose for example if you come to an event because you wanted to find a job then you have to find these people who could possibly give you a job. But of course, don't, uh, as I always say, don't do it like... Um, like a pushy salesman. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But uh, do it softly. Land like a butterfly, you say. So, um, But you have to have a purpose coming there. Otherwise, if you don't have a purpose, then um, it would not be as effective. But there are also other people who say, oh, my only purpose is to meet others. And that's all right. That's good that you, you know, you know your purpose. Because that's really uh, the main thing of coming to an event is to know that you gain something out of it. So if you have a purpose of coming there, then um, it would be really helpful for you. Yeah, I, I would imagine that if, for instance, I would go for a meeting like this, at least this is how I am trying to put myself in this situation. Let's say that my purpose is to find a potential employment. I guess then I would have to make certain preparations. I think you made a very good point. Don't be a pushy, sleazy salesman and ask everyone, excuse me, do you have a job for me or come with your CV? But basic thing, have your LinkedIn profile updated yes. because this is how you will actually connect with those people afterwards or have your LinkedIn profile in the first place it's because there might be a situation that, you know, your friend takes you to LinkedIn local. Hey, there is a cool event and you go there and you don't even have a LinkedIn profile created, right? So I think the purpose of going there allows you to make also certain preparations. Would you agree with me, girls? I totally agree. I'm going. I signed up for yes, the LinkedIn local really? event. Yes. yes. Okay. And I'm thinking now what's my purpose? And uh, definitely my purpose is to simply see how LinkedIn local is supposed to work. I am recently quite fascinated with LinkedIn itself. So I mm -hmm. can see quite a lot of power in LinkedIn. And I simply would like to explore the power of LinkedIn local. So I'm like purely interested in how this virtual network can work in the offline setup. So that's one thing. And second thing, I do want to expand my local network. I do feel I've been 
uh, working for the same company for nine years and a half. And I have a large network. Like if I look through my LinkedIn profile, almost, I don't know, 90% of the people are from that company or have been employed in that company before. So I am also thinking it would be nice to meet other people who do different things than work in the same company as uh, I do. So that's, for example, another purpose to simply broaden my horizon and explore the network of of other local people. So that was my purpose, I was thinking. That's also, we are so happy to have you coming to an event because having your experience, I'm sure that there would be a lot of people who would ask you, you know, about your background, how you started out. And um, so that's also one thing, coming to an event. It's not just to gain something, but it's also to give. And well, I will mention more about that well, later. No. <laughs> but uh, for you, I'm sure for you, Marta, there would be a lot of people who would ask you some questions about your job and your career. And this is also a way for you to tell them and teach them something. So exciting. Yeah. I have another question, actually. Is it correct that every LinkedIn local has some sort of like umbrella team? Like it's, it's not just LinkedIn local and we meet, but there is something like, because correct me if I'm wrong, I think I have seen the next announcement about LinkedIn local in Aarhus and there is something about leadership, right? Yes. So there is a team for each of an event. Can you tell us a little, because maybe that some people would find it purposeful to come for one specific event because it's about a certain mm. topic. Yes. Um, like, for example, our last event, it was about, it was about job searching hacks and the topic is about was about job searching hacks and for this next event it's going to be compassionate leadership so when you go to a linkedin local event we divide the time so we have time for networking by topic and then we have a, a networking by numbers that means you pick a number and then you find your group and then the very first thing is to have a topic so we have an expert talking about something he or she would talk for 20 minutes and then there will be some questions later on. But uh, yeah, it's very purposeful to come there because uh, there are lots of things. There's networking and also there's also learning. Okay, that, that sounds amazing. And Kat, you almost convinced me even if I'm not from Aarhus. So you're coming. I think I will be coming, but I don't know how about you guys. I'm very, very interested, interested in learning more of the tips. But I think we will have to do it in the next episode because our time is almost up. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, ladies, for today. Thank you, Marta, my lovely co-host. Thank you, Kathy, for Thank being you. our guest. Thank you, our technician, for keeping us alive. And we will talk with you in the next episode. Yes. Bye-bye. You are listening to You've Got 5 Options show, where we solve your life challenges. Remember that you can visit our website, the5options.com, where you can submit your challenge or find our previous challenges. That's all, folks.